Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. If this is the first time you're joining with us, thanks for being here. I'm Pastor Chris. This is uh, my Front Porch, and uh, welcome, and I encourage you to pull up a chair as we spend some time talking about faith, talking about our spiritual lives and our journeys with Christ in this in this really world that uh, at times is just turned upside down. It's a beautiful evening here. It's a chilly, of course, but uh, it is, uh, uh, as we enter fall, uh, the, the, the weather couldn't be more perfect. It is truly a fall evening. I can see the trees are slowly starting to drop their leaves after changing colors and just a beautiful sight, just, a, just an absolute gorgeous sight. And it's, it's great to be with you. You know, as I um, look back over the weekend and uh, just give thanks to, to God for, for the many moments that I was able to witness him, one of those was with our uh, local high school team as they uh, went into the state playoffs. And uh, sadly, they lost by a mere yard. But as I was witnessing that, one of the things that, that struck me was that there was a bond between families, between the community, whether it was those young men playing on the field or even the families in the stands. There is such a love for the thing that uh, we place images on, but we can't see, right? We can't see exactly what's there, but we know it's there. And I think that's the same thing in our faith. That is, that is the same element that when we call ourselves followers of Christ, that we have within our lives. But it also means that we aren't perfect. We're going to fail. We're going to sometimes do some doozy things. But it is the hope found in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, for the resurrection of our own lives. And and I want to spend some time over these next couple of weeks kind of looking at that. What does it mean when when we fail? And how is it a reminder that that in this life that we live, none of us are perfect? But but all of us have the chance to begin again and again. And, you know, I think, I think, you know, at the end of any journey that we travel, there's an opportunity to look back over the road and and see where we've been and, and how far we've come and how we might go forward in life. But there's also a moment when we begin to end the journey where there's a set of sadness, I guess you could say, that fills our heart. And we see those moments of, of drastic failure. And it becomes, uh, in a sense, sobering because we realize the opportunities we missed, the opportunities to show love and grace and how we slowly begin to lose inch by inch who we are. And yet my hope for us is that we can, we can recognize that God does not call us in this life to be perfect. He calls us to be a light so that he may be perfect through us. And so we're going to spend some time looking at that this, this, these next couple weeks, I guess. And how do we in turn then love the journey we're on, love the life that God has given to us, even if we ourselves are not perfect. We failed from one, one maybe relationship to the next or one moment in life to the next. And I want to take a look at that. I want to take a look at how we are, in a sense, called for transformation. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here tonight, how even Paul and his journey was transformed, but yet encourages us to recognize the transformation is not of our own doing, but that of Christ. And that it is in that transformation 
we excel, and we love God for it. And so I am just so thankful that you're here with me tonight. I'm so thankful for this opportunity, even on this beautiful fall evening, to share the hope. The hope found in Christ. So what do you say? Let's get started right here tonight. And so when we talk about transformation, a, a lot of times it is a, is, is a drastic shift in the direction we were going originally. It is, it is in a sense, uh, steering the ship of our lives from going one way to a completely different direction, like going from east all the way to west and, or, or from south to north. And it is this change It is this change that is rich and, and, and strange at the same time. It is this change that is almost like a life-altering moment. Now, a lot of, when we talk about change, um, they're minor things, right? They're not, they're not huge moments in our lives. But, but if we acknowledge them as moments when God presents us with the opportunity to change, presents us with the opportunity to be better than we were well then they can be rich and they can be strange at the same time but yet we can be powerful I had a baptism over the weekend and and for this individual it was I could see the transformation for for her it, it had begun happening even before we arrived at the water and, you know, it was a moment of acknowledgement of God in her life, a moment of acknowledgement of how God was going to give her a new season of life to walk into. And it didn't just uh, stay with her. It flowed out from, from her to her boyfriend, to her boyfriend's family, to her family, to everyone that was going to experience this moment, even to myself. And, and I think, you know, we have to recognize that. We have to understand that that happens uh, Paul writes in the second letter to the church in Corinth, he writes in uh, chapter 3, he, he gets to the end and he says this, And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, or being, here's the word, transformed into the same image from one degree to another, for this comes from the Lord the Spirit. Now, uh, Paul is, is in his message, is saying that uh, the Spirit itself, the Holy Spirit from God, brings freedom to us. Freedom from sin, freedom from evil, freedom from brokenness. 
but it is also the spirit that enables the transformation to exist within our lives. It is the intention of God to open our hearts to this amazing possibility. And Paul understands this because it is of the experience that he is. His, his own heart, his own soul has, has journeyed through, but also in that in which he's seen. And it is given by God's great mercy, Paul says. That in his case, it is a, is a ministry to transform the recipients of that message. But it is not of Paul's doing but of God and the Holy Spirit. And I think that is important when we begin to look at our own lives and we ask ourselves, how can God transform my life, transform my situation? And, you know, sometimes we're not open to that. Sometimes we're not even open to the very thought of it because we're so, it's not even about stuck in our ways. We're so comfortable in our ways. We don't want to experience what that may even be like. And if we don't make changes, we become disconnected from our souls, our spirits. We become disconnected from the very thing, the very fabric of who we are. Because it's not all in our heads, but it's in our hearts. The water we use in baptism and that we bless and becomes holy water. It is a great element of, of the fact that God through his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit flow through us. I mean, think about our bodies. We're, we're mostly made of water. And it's how God navigates those points in our lives to, to open our hearts, if you will, to new opportunities, to new moments. Moments that will bring pain and suffering, but yet moments that will truly lift us up and make us better than we were. We can look back on our lives and very easily and very quickly see where and when we, we faced um, moments of our worst we're not proud of. In which anxiety ruled the day at that moment. When, when, when this deep connection to myself and to God didn't exist. Or if it exists, it was very difficult to find, or maybe it was at a deficit from where it once was. We become snappy, we become grumpy, weepy, all these things. And when we begin to realize that, I think, that is when we begin to understand the glory that is found, the joy that is found, and all that is happening. Because if we continue to fail, we continue to stay stagnant. If we continue to stay stagnant, we won't understand the power found in Christ. The power found in that moment where, where we just realize it's not about me, but it's about Christ. And we have to live into that. We have to accept that. And we have to understand that there are things we have to give up to fall in line with that. And it's in a measure of our lives in this world and how we live them. And yes, there's, there's bad things or, or, or dark places in, our, in the corners, recesses of our, of our lives. But it is about our spirit and soul that trumps all of that. 
was I was reading a, an article about a, about a lady. She's a writer and speaker, and and in the article she talked about how her life had changed. She she went from a an individual who was working 80, 90 hours a week, writing, being a mom, being a wife. And she began to lose her identity. She didn't know who she was. And, it, and it, she got to this particular point in life where, where it just was so overwhelming. And she stopped and she wasn't able to, to process what was out there for her. And she said, you know, it was at that moment that I began to, to make a shift, began to change the sea direction of my life. Because she, she knew if she didn't do it, she would be lost forever. And so she made a change. She says it wasn't easy. She said it was honestly, there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But she, she got through it. She got through that transformation, that change. And on the other side of it, she said, oh, it was like standing before God himself and seeing the beauty of a sunset being created by the master's hands. And isn't that a beautiful image for our own lives? That as we, as we go forth, it, it, it is about how we can embrace what is right in front of us and transform our lives to make that change, to make that directional change. And, and I think it starts with recognizing when we're in the midst of that opportunity and two, when it is in the midst of... Um, the midst of what can happen. Um, because it, here's a good example. I, I've done a lot of things in my life I'm proud of and a lot of things I'm, I'm not proud of, you know. And, and, and in each of those moments, I, I hope that I can find a space and find a moment in which I can change. And sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. And I'll go for periods of time where, where I don't make the changes. And I will tell you, it is hard to do that. But I gotta find conscious ways uh, to make those changes. Um, and if I can, that, then what happens is I begin to find a new person in me. Um, and, and then I see how God is kind of shape, shaping and shifting within me. And even when I want to change myself, God says, I'm not ready for you to do that just yet. Um, I, I wanted to change the, the focus of ministry when I came out to uh, Deschler. And honestly, I wanted to step away from, from the whole aspect of student ministry. And, and God said, no, that's not the change you need to make. The sea change you need to make is you need to pour more into it to be more open to even students outside your direct influence. And, and I'm gonna admit that was a tough change to do because as I began to uh, make that shift, I felt the winds pulling me one way and God guiding me another. And, and so I, as I made that shift and I made that transformation, I, I found my found my hope um, I tell you just found my my hope of, of really being filled with this this exciting moment you know um, 
wow, this is what God can. This is what God does work within me. Um, and then I'll tell you what, as I began to really understand that, it was it was eye opening. It, it really was, and I felt freer. But now there are still things that I want to improve on. Still things I want to do even better. Uh, and, and some of those things I know they're there, and I haven't made those changes. But but my hope is is that. I'll begin to do that. You know what I mean? And so how do I do that? Well, the last time I, I had to, I had to really sit down and, and figure it out because, um, if I didn't, and when I say that, I guess it was, I really had to sit down and pray, really had to sit down and think it out. Um, and that took some, that took some work. Um, And when I was able to, uh, to, to, to come around to that, and when I'm able to come around to that in other spaces, well, then, then I know that God has had his hand in my life. And I know it's going to be okay. I still got some work to do. Um, I still got some things to do. And if I can get there, all the better. And so I want to encourage you to look at your life and figure out where is it maybe God's trying to speak to you that you need to make a drastic change, a drastic transformation. Maybe it's to be more forgiving. Maybe it's to be more open to the possibility of the Spirit and how it's guiding you in your life. Maybe it's to see an opportunity where God is trying to show you a change is needed and then embrace that change in a cooler, more intense way. And if you do, oh, if you do, friends, it'll be awesome. But it comes with risk. It comes with the risk knowing that you might make a change and it might fail. You might revert back to the old ways, ways you didn't want to be a part of. if we can do all this, if we can lift ourselves up, um, well then I think we can still get through it, but we need to know that we might not succeed. And that's okay. Because God isn't gonna give up on us, no matter how far we get lost. So I wanna encourage you in that journey, friends. I wanna, I wanna really encourage you as you look forward in your relationship with Christ and and know that, you know, God's calling you into a change. I know he is. We don't have to live like we're living. Um, but we can live as what God wants us to live. Not as vessels lost, but as vessels going in the direction he needs us to take some hard work maybe work you're not ready to do but as I have learned and I'm still learning God is the one who really lifts me up so I want to encourage you in that journey um, 
and look ahead at where he's calling you to go. And embrace that with your whole heart, your whole being, your whole soul. Because if you make these changes, even if you don't understand them, something beautiful may happen and it may transform your life even better. The devil will make you be afraid, but God will make you be confident. I'm gonna offer up a prayer tonight for, for all of those out there contemplating sea changes, new directions, new moments. And to know it's gonna be okay, but to have faith and trust in that in the good Lord. And that he is and always will take care of you. The Lord be with you. Loving Father, I give thanks to you for this day and for this time that we gather together. Lord, I know it is through you and your son Jesus and the Holy Spirit that we are lifted up that we are held in the palm of our hands, your grace that is given to us by you. It's a fragile thing and we can lose it, but yet you continue to give it back time and time again. And that when we truly hold on to it, we will set on a new path, a new direction in this life to see something even greater. And so Lord, bless us all today. Bless us each and every one that we may we may just, just lift up to be new creations. I give thanks to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, friends, I, I thank you as always for joining with me and I, I want to encourage you in your walk of faith, just as I, I find encouragement from others in mine. We're all not perfect. We're all wrestling with demons at times, but God's grace is sufficient. It will lift us, it will care for us, it will really bless us. And so friends, may we hold on to that message. May we hold on to the great love that God has for you and me. Well, right, friends, I thank you for stopping by here tonight on the front porch and hope you have a very blessed evening. Enjoy this fall weather, it's gorgeous. Until tomorrow when we gather again, and God bless and keep you, and may you be the face of Christ. Good night in the front room.